if you compare last year to this year, Texas A&M's numbers against non-conference opponents on offense are already substantially better. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Interesting stats I pulled. I, I was, you know, I was sitting and I was thinking, We've scored a lot of points against our non-conference opponents thus far. Wonder how it compares to last season. So I did the math. In all of the games last season that the Aggies played, all non-conference games, all four of them, Texas A&M scored 82 points total. You know, you only put up 14 against App State. You don't um you don't put up a ton against really anybody. And so let's run through those numbers, I mean fully so that we can see you put up 20 against UMass. You put up uh, 17 against Miami, 14 against App State, and 31 against Sam Houston. So, like, you know, never these big, massive numbers, right? So 82 total points. You've already scored 132 points in non-conference play, and you still have to play Abilene Christian. So let's say you put up 40. Let's just let's do that. Let's play the game. Let's say you put up, we'll say 42 gets more of a football number. So 132 plus 42, 174 non-conference points if you were to put up 42 points against Abilene Christian, which I think is very much on the table. That compared to last year is absurd. And you know, I think that the two things you can really you know appreciate. You can you can appreciate this too, or you can you can say thanks to for this is Coach Petrino. What he's done has been pretty impressive. He's come in and I think he has changed this offense. Connor Whitman looks like I mean I mean I don't want to say it looks like a, a new person because I think he looked pretty good last year in his in his playing time, but he looks like he's developed well. He looks comfortable in the pocket. I have been incredibly impressed with the Aggies' young quarterback, and I think you know what one thing else I'll say about this. Shout out to Coach Fisher, and I've said this before, but I think this is something that needs to be brought up. It's not always easy to give up the play calling duties. It's not easy when you've been doing that your whole career, you know, to say, well, I, you know, I, I, I struggled last year. It's time for me to give up the play calling duties. He did. You know, it wasn't great last year. He gives up the play calling duties, and Coach Petrino has ran with the opportunity, and this offense looks really impressive. So I think that's exciting. You know, before we break down the offense from the game against Louisiana Monroe, that was just an interesting stat I pulled. And I just think that's really cool to see how much better this has been. And, I mean, how good I feel heading into games against other teams. I mean, you know, the defense we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the defense. On the reaction show, I, I don't want to say I've, I, we're going to talk about the defense in segment two. But, I mean, the offense, I thought, as a whole, was really impressive in this game. Now, 
we're not going to overreact. It was it was Louisiana Monroe. You're supposed to be good against them. But like I said, look at it like that. You're supposed to be good against Louisiana Monroe. But look at what you did last year in non-conference. 82 points. I mean, you know, so you I think you're allowed to be excited with what the offense is doing, even against not great opponents, because I think it's going to translate to games like the Auburn game and the Arkansas game. I think you're going to see this translate. The Aggies are going to score a lot of points. The question for this season is going to be, can they stop opponents from scoring points? And that's what we'll get to here in segment two. Um, but and we're going to talk about injuries in segment three. But so a wide receiver, we saw Jade Walker and I Smith and Noah Thomas start. Thomas was only able to play a handful of snaps. He was banged up. He was in and out of the game, ended up, you know, not playing a ton. Um, offensive line, Bryce Foster wasn't able to give it a go. So you saw Trey Zoon, Dewberry, Naboo, Robinson, and Basantis left to right on the offensive line. Basantis did leave the game with an injury, but um, Coach Fisher, I, I saw this one place yesterday. Coach Fisher said in his post-game presser that um, Basantis could have gone back in the game, um, but you know he wanted to see some other people get some get some snaps, get some reps. So that's good to good to see because I think Basantis is a great offensive lineman. He's going to be for a long time. So there's your offensive line starting receivers. Obviously, quarterback and running backs, you know what you got. Tight end, you know what you got. But, I mean, Connor Wigman, first of all, the performance he put up yesterday was truly incredible. I want to read the numbers out loud because it was some of – I mean, it, it, it's funny. It, it, the most impressive was the completion percentage. I mean, so let's let's look at this. The, so Connor Wigman – now, and he didn't play the whole game, and if he would have played the whole game, think about how many how many yards and touchdowns he would have had. But Connor Wigman was 25 for 29 in this ballgame for 337 yards and a touchdown. And then he also had a 19-yard touchdown scamper. He had three carries for 18 yards in that touchdown. I mean, really, and just Connor Wigman. I mean, you know, I haven't – I plan to break this down and look at this this week, but – Three games into the season, what we've seen, what we saw from Milton yesterday, I mean, what we saw from the Alabama quarterbacks. You know, it's funny the names starting the season. We talked about where does Wigman rank uh, quarterback wise in the SEC, and I was like, well, you know, he's probably in this eight eight spot. But a lot of these guys, I think he could play better than. I mean, Milton, it's. It's hard to say that what you saw yesterday, you'd want to take Milton over Connor Wigman. Um, I mean, really, I, I'm saying what I'm saying is, I think I talked about it. I think on my bold prediction show before the season starts that I think Connor Wigman could be a top five, um, top five, and then the bowl was top three quarterback in the SEC. And I think that that take is getting less and less bold as every week goes by. I mean, QBR. Yards-wise, he's been statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC this year, and I think you're going to see that continue thanks to the amazing weapons he has at his disposal. But um, shout-out to Connor Wigman. I mean, it just it's just an impressive competitor, a young man who wants to win football games, a leader. We heard um, some of the the players talking about that at the press conferences on last um, into the week last week. Just He's a leader. And seeing a sophomore lead well, it, it, it excites me. And that's just – Connor Wigman's me a good quarterback, and he's me a good quarterback on Sundays. So it's just it's really exciting to see that young man succeed. Um, and then I mean, Jade Walker, wow! I mean, of course, him and Wigman hooked up for a touchdown. I don't see how many yards this one was, but I mean, Jade Walker 
incredible performance out of him. 12-yard touchdown pass for him. He, he of course, had, I think it was five receptions. Let me double-check the number. Five receptions, 110 yards, and a score. Just, I mean, you know, I didn't know what his role would be. I didn't know if we'd see him out there a ton. I thought he'd get some snaps. I thought he would. But, I mean, John A. Walker looked really incredibly good. And, I, I mean, he, you know, big target. I, I think that he he's a football player, and he's got he's got some positives in front of him in his college football career, um, potentially after that if he keeps playing the way he did against Louisiana Monroe. Another shout-out I want to give um, is to Trey Zoon. Trey Zoon, you know, a, a lot of people were concerned about him going into the season, rightfully so, but he graded out incredibly on PFF. It was like 89 point. It was almost at 90. It was like 89 point something. Graded out incredibly well. Really happy for him. Really happy. You know, he's another guy. Seems like a leader. Um, in his press conferences, he you know positive guy. I, I, you like everything you hear from Trey Zune. So. Really happy that he had a good game and he 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 graded that well on PFF because that's the stuff that NFL scouts look at. That's the stuff that helps you you know potentially get drafted down the road. So really good grade from him. Um, Anias was unleashed. That was good to see. That was something that Coach Fisher had been talking about. He said that on the SEC teleconference I was on on Wednesday. I want to get Anias Smith more involved in the offense. Well, how about seven for one twenty-seven through the air? I mean, he had two carries for five yards. Um, so you're getting him involved a little bit in the run game. Nia Smith is, I mean, one of the most dynamic football players, you know, in, in college. And, and so seeing him kind of get unleashed, he had a long reception of 32 yards in this game. He was really, I mean, just, just, he makes people miss. He, he's, he's hard to bring down. Just a great all around football player. He's a big part of this offense and you got to feed him. And I mean, you know, Evan Stewart's not there. Noah Thomas doesn't play a lot of snaps. Anias gets the opportunity to shine. Um, you know, now one thing I will tell you, I, I think one of the biggest mysteries right now is Moose Muhammad. Um, you know, uh, he played, he didn't play all, all a crazy amount of snaps in this ball game. And I mean, he played, he played a fine amount, but, but I mean, it's just like John A. Walker gets the start with Noah Thomas out with, I mean, with, um, with, with Evan Stewart out. And then you got a banged up Noah Thomas and you still, you, you know, it's like, I don't understand how Moose isn't getting on the field. I'm, I'm really surprised to see that. I thought he would get a lot more snaps. I thought he would play a lot more. Um, I thought he'd play a lot more. So uh, I'm still curious about that. But, I mean, here's the deal. He's going to come in and help you. He's going to come in and catch some deep balls. You know he's going to give you a sports center uh, catch for a touchdown at some point a few times this season. You're going to get some good production from Moose. But it's still definitely a little bit surprising to me that we haven't seen him all that much and seen him really do all that much thus far this season. So, that's my thoughts on Moose, but um, I mean, I think this offense as a whole, I, I think the season's going to come down to what the defense does. I feel pretty darn good about this offense being able to score on everybody they're going to play this season. They're going to put up points. I, I don't think there's a defense in the SEC that's going to hold this Texas A&M offense back. I feel confident saying that. So how good this season is, how many wins the Aggies put up this year, I think has a lot to do with what this defense does. We're going to talk about this defense right here in a minute, but the first thing I want to say, one more shout-out. We saw tw about 20 snaps. It was like 18 and 19 from freshmen's Cottrell and Tees. Of course, Cottrell caught a touchdown. Good to see the them out there playing. Um, 
Cottrell or um, Tease didn't have a reception in this game. I want to double check that. Yeah, he didn't have a reception in this game, but he did grade out well on PFF. So that means he's doing good things, even though he didn't catch the football. Um, and then one shout out I want I want to give before we get into the defense and head on in the segment you're talking about the defense is to Randy Bond. You know, Randy missed a kick last week that hurt. Um, you know, a, a kick that, that that definitely hurt. And he comes back this week. He makes all of his field goals four for four, all of his extra points four for four. And, you know, he made a 52-yarder. Really good to see that from Randy. What way to bounce back. You need him. You need your kicker to be good in SEC play if you want to win football games. So I'm really happy to see that Randy kicked well in this game, and hopefully that continues on next week when the Aggies host the Auburn Tigers. We're going to talk about the defense and why. I mean, I think you got to feel a little bit better, but – you can't be super excited about the defense as the Aggies prepare to face the Auburn Tigers. We'll discuss that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Better Help. You know, in life, stuff goes on. You know, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. People can be struggling. BetterHelp is a tool that is there to help you through the tough times. Do you ever find that you're just trying to fall asleep and your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at inappropriate moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you the place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. So, you know, if you if, if any kind of struggles are going on in life, if you need anything, BetterHelp is the place to go help you out, get through tough times, help, you know, anything going on mentally. It's a great tool to help you out with your mental health. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, this defense um, didn't give up a ton of yards. They gave up a lot of first quarter yards. But then after that, that you know, they were pretty solid. A lot of interesting starters. A lot of interesting stuff going on with the defense. You had some guys banged up. We'll talk about those injuries in segment three and what that means going forward. But I mean, you had some guys in the de- in the defensive backfield step up. So Jacoby Matthews gets the start, and so does Deuce Harmon. What do they do? Well, they both grade out incredibly well on PFF. Good tackle grades from them. Now, this is interesting. You did not see good tackling grades from Damani Richardson and Bryce Anderson in this ballgame, which was one of the biggest concerns leaving last week was this secondary did not tackle well, and that's a big deal. So you have to you have to tackle well, and this secondary did not last week. 
But Jacoby Matthews and Deuce Harmon come in. You know, it's kind of funny. Not the guys I thought we would see coming in the game, but regardless, they came in the game. And or not the guys I expected to see start on Saturday, and they came out and played a really good football game. So once again, you know, shout out to those two young men. Come in, you know, you don't really. It doesn't even seem like you're really in the too deep at most parts of fall, beginning of the season. You have a couple injuries. You have some players not performing well. You get your shot, and you absolutely take advantage of it. You know, that's really cool to see um, that these guys played well in this ball game. And I think they're going to be beneficial to the secondary going forward because here's the deal. The secondary is going to be – if the Aggies aren't getting pressure, the secondary is going to be the key to success. You know, this we've talked about the pass rush. We've talked about Coach Dirk and sending guys. We've talked about all of it here on Locked on Aggies, as you everydayers know. But at the end of the day, you have to send – you know, if you aren't getting that pressure on the quarterback, and the quarterback has all day long in the pocket, you have to have a solid secondary that can stay on receivers and tight ends. If you don't, you're going to get picked apart. Where did we see that? Against Miami. That was a big struggle against Miami. Not get any pressure. That led to Van Dyke picking you apart. So, you know, it, it, it's a one-two thing. You know, you got to have both. You got to have pressure and you got to have a solid secondary. They, they, they are a symbiotic relationship. That's a big word I pulled out. That's, that's, I'm proud of that one. Um, but you know it, it's you got to have both things, and you 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 did have a couple sacks in this ball game, um, but I mean Malik Sia gets a sack, love that. Our main man Jay Arnold, who's come on the show a few times, was was called a big year from him with that big long frame. So good to see him get one. Um, but you know this defense, I do think there's a lot that needs to be better for the start of conference play. Um, I, feel, I mean, I do. I'm not upset about it. I'm not. I think that we saw think we saw an improved defense this week. I thought it was better than it was against Miami, but I still think there is stuff that has to get better for the Auburn matchup. And if it doesn't, you know, once again, I think that's definitely concerning. Uh, Auburn. I mean, we'll talk a ton about Auburn this week and what they're going to bring to the table, what they're going to look like. But at the end of the day. Um, you, you know, you, you, you have a real test this week. You know, you, Miami's a good football team. I think you, Miami's a better football team than Auburn that, you know, by, by a wide margin, but Auburn, you know, it's still an SEC team. You're always SEC opener. You got to show up and you got to play well. So this defense has got to show up and play well, or, you know, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, you had three. D, uh, DBs not play on Saturday that led to you, uh, you know, seeing Matthews and seeing Harmon in the game. Um, you know, DeBerry was out there, Damani was out there. Your defensive starters, so it's uh, defensive end, you had Diggs and Turner. Defensive tackle, you had Jackson and Nolan. Linebacker, you had Cooper and York. Um, nickel, you had Bryce Anderson. Safety, you had Jacoby Matthews and Damani Richardson. Corner, you had Harmon and Josh DeBerry. So, I mean, you know, it's funny. If you if you would have said on Friday, Andrew, lay out who you think is going to start on defense for the Aggies on Saturday. I, it would not have looked like this. You know, I, I um, one thing, you know, I've covered, you know, multiple college programs in, in, in doing this in my lifetime. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, I've never seen a team hold injury reports so close um, or a coach than, than Coach Fisher. I mean, he keeps stuff, you know, he he keeps it to himself and. 
And that makes it hard, you know, to know who's out there, who's banged up, who's going to play, um, which is, it's fine. You know I mean? It's, I don't need to know, you know, I don't need to know it's, it, you, you want to keep that advantage. It's fine. But, it, but I mean, it's just interesting. Like if you had asked me on Friday, I don't think I would have, I would have had a, a starting defensive lineup that looked similar to this. Um, but it's good to see the next man up mentality. The next man up mentality is how you win football games when you lose players Last year, you mean you know you lost a lot of guys to injury for this Texan and football team, and um, I don't know if the next man, man up was ready. You know what we saw from Harmon and Matthews. I thought the next man up was ready. What we've seen from um, the Boo and Basantes, once again, I, I think they've played well, and we didn't project them as starters here. And some injuries and different things have had them in the football game, and that um, you know it's been good, it's been good to see the next man up mentality working out well for this Texas A&M football team. So this defense, I still want to see more pressure. I still want to see better coverage. There were some Louisiana Monroe receivers running open at times. Um, still stuff to fix, but I do feel like I mean it's funny. I said this on the reaction show. I don't I've never left a game where the opposing team scores three points and been like, well, don't feel great about that. Um, you know, and I think that was I thought about it, I think that was a little harsh. I think it was better, it was better, you know. It was it was better, it was a lot better than we saw against Miami. Worst opponent, of course, but I do think we saw some improvement, but it's not quite there. There's still stuff that has to get better. And I mean, it looks like you got one week to do it before you face the Auburn Tigers, and it's time to rock and roll in SEC play. So this is a big week. The Aggies need to do some good stuff against um Auburn and win a big football game and, and take some positives away from the Louisiana Monroe game. We're going to talk about these injuries and how some of it's concerning for the Auburn matchup coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft and non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden, Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited-edition experimental styles to add to their variety. You have got to go check out Athletic Brewing Company. They sent me a six-pack, incredibly tasty Great stuff. Highly recommend it. You have got to go check them out. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. We do not like injuries here at Locked On Aggies. We don't like them one bit. You had a couple of guys, and I need to add a name to this list because, you know, they played. But So Evan Stewart, Bryce Foster, Tariq Chappelle, Jordan Gilbert, and Tony Grimes did not give it a go on Saturday. Um, Noah Thomas was, of course, you know, started, was in the game, but, you know, he's been banged up back and forth this year. He was banged up in this game. He left. You have a big game coming up against Auburn. I mean, you got to win this football game. You cannot lose to Auburn at home. It can't happen. And you need these players out there. Now, I know people are upset at Gilbert. I know um, for his performance against Miami, I know it wasn't great. He did not tackle well. There was a lot wrong with his performance. I know that Tony Grimes, we haven't seen him yet. But these are players you need dressed in uniform against Auburn if you want to win a football game. I mean, you know, 
Evan Stewart has to be out there. You know, and some of the some of the the quotes from Coach Fisher, and like I said, he keeps things close to the chest. But you know, Bryce Foster, well, he's ba- he's banged up. He's not ready to play. Tariq Spell, well, he's banged up. He's not feeling great. I that's you know that's not a positive report to me. A positive report to me would be, you know, they're a little banged up. We're holding them out this week, so they'll be ready to rock for next week. I, I think if you feel confident to say it, you would say it. Um, now, unless, you know, you talk about this, to the the advantage of people not knowing who's going to be out there and stuff like that. I get that, too. But I definitely think that this is a concern. I mean, you have to have Evan Stewart against Auburn. I thought that, like I said, Johnny Walker stepped up well. You got your freshman, Cottrell and Tease that were out there and did some good stuff. But at the end of the day, you need Evan Stewart out there. He's one of the best receivers in college football. And he's got to be out there. Um, Bryce Foster, I mean, I, I, I thought Naboo was fine. But, um, I mean, you, you, you got to have him out there. You got to have him out there. And he, I know he's banged up. And hopefully this was a precaution. This was a, listen, we're playing Louisiana Monroe. Let's get ourselves healthy. Let's get our talented players back out there for a big-time matchup with the Auburn Tigers. That I'm hoping that was a school of thought, but I don't know that for a fact. So, we want to see these guys out of practice. We want to see positive reports that they're doing okay, that they're feeling okay, that they're going to be out there soon. You need these guys on the football field if you want to win. If you want to win against Auburn, uh, and you know you you can beat Louisiana Monroe without these guys. You have the talent to do that. I still think you could beat Auburn without these guys. I still would pick the Aggies to win the, uh, over the Auburn Tigers if these guys were out. But I mean, you feel a whole heck of a lot better about it if they are out there. So. I want to hear positive reports from practice. I want to hear things that are going to kind of make me feel better that this Texas A&M football team is going to have these star players out on the field for the matchup, the opener of SEC play, the start of you know conference play, like I said. So hopefully good reports this week, and we see those guys out on the field for the Aggies next Saturday when the Auburn Tigers come to town for a fun football game that we're going to talk about a ton here on Locked on Aggies this week. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single day. I really do appreciate it. Like I say, it really does mean the world to me that you all are here tuning in. Um, We're going to have a lot of great stuff this week coming up for the Auburn game. Uh, Locked on Auburn host Zach Blackerby will have crossover coming coming your way on Thursday. One of the best in the business. Great guy. Great football personality. Funny. It's going to be a lot of fun to have him on to talk about this matchup. Can't wait to break this Auburn game down. Um, and talk about why I think the Aggies win this one and what they need to do to win this one. So we'll have all that coming to you this week right here on Locked on Aggies. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.